Good evening. This is Patrick Donahue. Appreciate you listening every week at this same time to Bible Crossfire. That opening announcement mentioned 2 John 9. That's one of the reasons we emphasize on this program uh, so much that we uh, need to be right about the doctrine of Christ because it says, 2 John 9, if you don't abide in the doctrine of Christ, you don't have God. You can't be saved without God. The only way we can be saved is through the grace and mercy of God. And this says, 2 John 9, that we have to abide in the teaching of Christ to have God. If somebody's claiming to be a believer, preaching this, that, or the other, but they're not abiding in what Christ taught, then they don't have God. They're not going to be saved. This is all just a waste of time if we're not teaching the truth. Only the truth will set us free from sin, John 8, 32. I thought tonight, while we're waiting on our first call, we would look at a section of Scripture, James 2, 14 through 26. I don't know how many of our listeners are familiar with that passage, but let's look at it. It begins in verse 14, and I'm reading in James 2, 14, if you want to follow along. It says, What doth it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he hath faith and hath not works, can faith save him? The rest of this chapter through verse 26, which we hope to get through if we have time, is is busy with answering that question. If a man has faith, but he does not have works, can that faith save him? And we're going to find out the answer is a resounding no. He answers that question, no, in verse 17. He says, even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. He answers that question, the question of verse 14, no, in verse 20. He says, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? He answers the question of verse 14, and again, the question is, if you have faith and you don't have works, can that faith save you? Can you be saved by that kind of faith. He answers that question no in verse 24, where he says, you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. And then for the fourth time, he answers that question no, the question of verse 14. In verse 26, he says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. The question of verse 14 is answered throughout the rest of this chapter. The question is, can faith without works save? Can you be saved if all you have is faith and you don't have works? And the answer is no, verse 17. No, verse 20. No, verse 24. No, verse 26. Yet, did you know that the majority of preachers out there teach that you're saved by faith alone without works? But this whole section of scripture is dedicated to refuting that idea. It's like most preachers just skip over this passage because they know it contradicts what they're preaching. They teach to be saved. All you got to do is believe. All you got to do is accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. They teach once saved, always saved. They teach that then you're saved by faith and you don't have to have works. All of those things teach that. But this passage begins with the question, can that kind of faith, faith without works saved? And it's answered four times no. Verse 17, 20, 24, and 26. And the verses in the meantime before those are illustrations or arguments to try to prove his conclusion. And his conclusion in all four cases is no, faith without works, that cannot save. If you have a Bible question or comment, the lines are wide open. The number to call is 877-655-6755. 
If you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. Now remember, verse 14, the question is, can faith without works save? The answer in verse 17 is no. Even so, faith that hath not works is dead being alone. But he brings up an illustration in verse 15 and 16 to try to argue for that conclusion. Verse 15 and 16 read this way. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? It's a rhetorical question. It doesn't profit anything. Here, a person comes up to you and is, doesn't have clothing to keep himself warm, doesn't have food, he's hungry. And you say, depart in peace, be warmed and filled. But you don't help them. You don't give them clothing or you don't give them food. You just say, well, I'm all for you finding it. I hope you find it. Is that going to do them any good? This passage says no. I mean, we can learn a lesson from this passage, 15 and 16, about our responsibility to help others. But in this case, this is only used as an illustration to try to prove his case that faith without works is dead. Just like when a person comes to you in need and you don't help them, but you just say, I hope you find what you need. Just like that doesn't help that person, it doesn't profit them. Faith without works is dead. It doesn't profit. It doesn't do any good. So the question is, in verse 14, can faith without works save? Most preachers preach that it can, that all you have to do is believe to be saved. You're saved by faith alone. The answer is in verse 17, faith without works is dead. The answer is no, faith without works won't do you any good. It won't profit, won't save you. And then he answers it again, no, in verse 20. What wilt thou know, o vain, o vain man, that faith without works is dead? But he leads up to that answer again in verse 20 with two illustrations or arguments to show that his conclusion of verse 20 is true. First, verse 18, he says, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Here's his point. You can't tell if somebody really has faith. That's on the inside. Only that person knows, and God knows. The only way you're going to know if another person beside yourself has faith is if you see works demonstrating their faith. And then verse 19, he says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. So here's a person that says, I have faith. I'm going to be saved by my faith without works, just like most of the denominational preachers teach. James's response to that is, hey, the devil's got that. They believe in Jesus, but they don't submit to Jesus. They don't obey Jesus. They don't have the works. They have the faith. They be, Of course the demons believe in Jesus. They know he's the son of God. But they, 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 call, they don't make him Lord. They don't follow him. They don't do what he says. They have faith without works. Are the demons going to be saved? That's really the, the point here. And the answer is no. So if the demons who have faith without works aren't going to be saved, then obviously people who have faith without works are not going to be saved. So that's why his conclusion, he comes to it in verse 20. Faith without works is dead. The question in verse 14 is, can faith without works save? Verse 20, the answer is no. Faith without works is dead. Verse 19 is a very pointed illustration. If you think faith without works will save, if you think all you got to do to be saved is believe in Jesus, well, the demons do that, and they're not saved, obviously. 
So that's not true. Faith, believing in Jesus without works, won't save anybody. Doesn't profit anybody. Doesn't profit people in religion even more than a needy person would be profited if you just said, be you warmed and filled and didn't help them. The third time this question of verse 14 is answered. Remember, the question of verse 14 is, can faith without work save? The third time is answered in verse 24. Let's look at that in a moment. Let me remind you of the number to call. The lines are wide open. If you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. Again, if you have a Bible question or comment, we'd love to hear from you. Bible question or comment. 877-655-6755. The question of verse 14 is answered no for the third time in verse 24. The question is, can faith without works save? Verse 14. And the answer in verse 24 is, you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. In other words, no. Faith without works won't save. You're justified by works and not by faith only. Now, again, he leads up to that conclusion, that answer of no, with a couple of, uh, maybe it's just one illustration in this case, or one argument, verse 21 through 23. He says, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he'd offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Abraham was justified by works. Sometimes people say, well, it's just talking about justified before men. No, nobody else was there. It wasn't justification before men. He was the only man there besides Isaac. This was justification before God. He was justified by his works, by by doing something, offering Isaac. You can read about that in Genesis 22. So in 22 of James 2, it says, Seest thou how faith wrought or worked with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. In other words, Abraham's faith was made perfect or complete by his works. And that's how our faith is made complete. Our faith, if it doesn't have works, is incomplete. It's imperfect. And of course, an incomplete or imperfect faith is not going to save anybody. You have to have a complete faith. And the only way to complete your faith is through works, according to verse 22. I'm not making this up. It says it in God's word. It says, seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. Abraham's faith was made complete by his works, and our faith is made complete by our works. You can't be saved without works because your faith is incomplete without works. Shalay from California, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Yes, um, so you're speaking about a faith and then um, in later verses um, or later commentary, you're talking about um, even the, the demons believe. And so I was just wondering if you could just define faith in terms of what we're speaking about right now. Okay. Well, first, and that's a very good question, Hebrews 11.1 1 gives us a sort of a Bible definition for faith. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But that's kind of showing you the definition of faith by looking at its results. The, the best way to define faith is belief. Belief is a synonym for faith. So if you have faith in Christ... That means you believe in Christ. You believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you have faith. And the point of this passage in James 2 is just having that faith, just believing in Jesus is not enough. You also have to obey Jesus. Does all all that make sense, Shalay? Oh, yes. And so um, my, my thought on faith is that 
um, like in Hebrews, when it does speak about your faith of having that belief in things not seen and, and anticipating what, what Jesus is to us in that faith of Jesus saving us, that for me, when I, I look at the passage in James, I think when you do have that faith, there's an automatic outpouring of works that you're not even aware that they are works. You know what I mean? Well, well, I would say this. I agree with you. If you have true faith, it will result in works. Isn't that what verse 22 is saying? By works was faith right, made right. perfect. But the right, main point right. of James, James is, mm-hmm. yeah, it is true that if you have faith, works which should necessarily follow. But that's not the main point of James 2, 14 through 26. The main point is, the question is, can faith without works save? And the answer is no. You mentioned the demons. The demons prove that. The demons have faith. They believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but they don't have works. Therefore, they're not going to have it. They're not going to be saved. So faith without works, you can't be saved that way. That's the main point of James 2. Shall I? You got any follow-up before I let you go? Oh no no no! That was that was a, that's good a good um, definition and explanation of that whole passage, so people can understand James James's yeah. um, argument on that one. So thank you, you know, so much. Rem- hey, it reminds me our thoughts that we've just been looking at talking about reminds me of Hebrews five nine. It's talking about mm-hmm. Jesus, and it says, "Being made perfect, he became the author or the source." of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. So only Mm -hmm. those who obey Christ will receive the eternal salvation from the source. The source, the eternal salvation is, we don't save ourselves by our works. It's provided for by the death of Christ. He's the source. But the only people who receive the eternal salvation provided for by the death of Christ are those that obey him. You see that from Hebrews 5, 9, Chile? Oh, yes. Oh yes, and yeah. I do. I so, do believe that we're all um, we all are striving for that, right? <laughs> we're striving yes. for that obedience in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your call, Shalay. Thank Bye-bye. you. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Daniel from Canada, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. How you doing? God bless. My question is. Um, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about faith and the requirement for works. And I think uh, to have a little bit uh, of elaboration on the works and what the works entail for some of the listeners can provide a solution for, you know, faith without works by creating some, some understanding on what these works entail. Well, I just read a verse. I don't know if you heard it, but to Shalai, I said, Hebrews 5, 9, being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to all of them that obey him. So the works talked about in James 2 would be the works that we do in obedience to Jesus Christ. Those that obey him are the ones that are going to receive eternal salvation. That's what James 2 is saying. You have to obey. It's not enough just to believe in Christ. You have to obey him to receive eternal salvation, Hebrews 5, 9. Does that sort of answer your question, Daniel? It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I'm an individual that's constantly sought after by the devil, and I, my, my fight is every minute. So, you know, when I when I ask these questions, the fine line between faith and belief for me is very 
very distinct. So, you know, I, I understand that they're one and the same, but they're also very different. Uh, because sometimes hey, I here's another passage. Speak. Here's another passage, sure. Daniel. Matthew seven twenty one. Jesus said, "Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven." So according to this verse, the only ones that are going to go to heaven are those that do the will of the Father in heaven. See, it takes more than just belief. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works won't save. This says, you'll go to heaven if you do the will of the Father, which is in heaven. So the, the obedience, the works talked about in James 2 would be obeying Christ, Hebrews 5, 9. Doing what the Father says, God the Father says, Matthew seven twenty one. Rachel from Arkansas, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Hi. Well, I think I, I heard a little bit about the last the last question, but are the questions last answer? But like, I I am a believer, a true believer, and when you're talking about the works, like you know, I I feel like you know we love I love everyone, and I just want to make sure that I am doing the work of Christ. And like, can you specify maybe like to make sure that I am doing the work of Christ? Like, I well. More just let me give you some examples. More than just believing, I want to make sure they am doing the work. Okay, well, Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Do you see both elements mm-hmm. are there in that passage? Belief and obedience are works. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Do you see that from Mark 16, 16? Okay. Okay, yes. See, I thought that was separate because, like, yes, I was I was baptized and saved you know, at a very young age, and I'm, I'm several, several years later, and I still believe that. But do I need to be, like, um, saved again or, or baptized again in my adult years? Or am I, is it, you know? Or, or when, I, I, how old were you when you were baptized? Clear about this. Uh, how old were you when you were baptized? I don't remember. Maybe 10, 12? So, so Rachel, I, let me do this. Instead of going through your personal life on the air, could I call mm-hmm. you later and talk to you? I, I've got your phone number. Could I call you later yes. and talk to you about yes, that in more sir. detail? Yes, So sir. let me Thank read you, you so another much. passage. Just let me read you oh, another yes, passage. Please. You know, here's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 11, or verse 9 and 10 says, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So there are things that you do as positively to obey God, like we talked about baptism, doing the Lord's Supper with the congregation, reading your Bible regularly, praying to God. And here's some negative things. Obeying God means don't be a fornicator, don't worship idols, don't be an adulterer, don't be a thief. Don't be a drunkard, because if you commit these things and you never repent them, this passage says you will not inherit the kingdom of God. So you see there are positive things and negative things, and we need to be obeying, not just believing in Christ. If you really believe Jesus is the Son of God, then he's your authority, and you're going to do what that authority says to do. You're going to follow his teachings. Make sense, Rachel? Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. Appreciate your call, and I'll try to call you later, okay? Thank you, sir, so much. Bye, Rachel. Bye-bye. Frank from California, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Oh, hey. And uh, I had some scriptures that stood out to me when you're speaking about faith and uh, where the Bible says that we get our faith from. 
Uh, I know that it says that it's a fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. And I know that we get the fruit of the Spirit when we believe uh, in Galatians 3.22. It talks about, um, but the Scripture hath concluded, all understand that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. And so we get our faith after we believe. You know, well, so it seems basically, like we believe that we don't even get any faith. And it even Frank, the belief and faith are basically synonymous. And what we've been showing from James chapter two is that is that faith or belief by itself is not good enough. Because James says, faith without works is dead. It says, you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. So that's what the book of James says. Uh, you know, we were looking at verse 23. It's using Abraham when he offered Isaac. It was fulfilled. Genesis 15, verse 6. It was fulfilled, it says in verse 23. It was, uh, the scripture was fulfilled, which saith Abraham believed God and it was imputed to him for righteousness. He was called the friend of God. And so verse 24 says, you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Now, the Methodist Creed book and a lot of churches say, here's how the Methodist Creed book reads. It says, justification by faith only is the most wholesome doctrine and very full of comfort. Well, that directly contradicts verse 24 that says you're justified by works and not by faith only. It takes both trust and obedience. Bill from Montana, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Yeah, buddy, I just want got a comment. Uh, what people don't understand, first of all, in the book of James, James was writing to the Jews, and people don't understand that. And the Jewish people had a hard time, first of all, accepting Christ and getting away from the Old Testament covenant given by uh, Moses. But anyway, what I'm getting at, John 5, 24 covers it. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hears my words and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but is passed from death. When we don't believe in what Jesus did, which is the will of the Father, what is the will of the Father to believe on him that sent me? Uh, they're, they're missing the whole gospel message, the good news message, the blessed hope message in what Christ accomplished at the cross for mankind. Bill, thank you for your call. Appreciate it, okay? All right. One thing we have to realize is that, of course, John 5.24 is saying you have to believe to have everlasting life, but it's not, it does not say believe only. If it, were, if it were teaching believe only, a person wouldn't even have to repent have everlasting life, then that means the homosexual believer could be saved. So it doesn't say believe only. It's not going to contradict James 2.24 that says, by works a man is justified and not by faith only. So we do have to believe to have everlasting life, John James John 5.24. We do have to repent to have everlasting life, Luke 13.3. And we do have to have works to have everlasting life, James 2, verse 24. Verse 25 and 26 of James 2 says, Likewise also was not Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. That's the fourth time he answers no. And he does it with the illustration of Rahab. Rahab, I think, is talking about a physical salvation here. When she helped the spies, she did some works, 
later when the armies came in, they saved her alive physically. So she was justified by works. And then the body without the spirit is dead. When the spirit leaves, the body's dead. It's just a big old hunk of flesh. And so it's in the same way, in the parallel is faith without works is dead also. Bottom line from James 2, faith by itself will not save. Phyllis, you got about 10 seconds. Go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Okay. Well, uh, in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, For by grace you're saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should should boast. Now, it goes on to say in Titus 3, 5 and verse 8. Hey, Phyllis, says, I'm going to have to let you go. Got to let you go. And that's true. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, You say, by grace through faith, not of works. And that's talking about the basis, the earning basis of our salvation. James 2, when it says you are saved by works, that's talking about how that we have to meet the conditions. If you would like a free one-hour phone Bible study, call or text me, 256-682-9753.